Hi, I'm Sandy Mackey. And I'm Al Curtis. And you are listening to Conversations with Ask the Pool Guy and Ask the Pool Girl. All right, so here we are. I'm Sandy, this is Al, and we're catching Al at a vulnerable... A bit, you think? At a vulnerable moment, because we just watched... He hadn't seen the video of the minors and their kids at their pool party, and I could... At the the graduation party for their youngest, for Lucas. I could cry about this too, anyway. I'm watching Al, and so I got to put these videos together last week and it's been a really crazy week. And I know Al knew I did it and I kind of mentioned some things from them, but he hadn't seen them. So I just turned them on. And so we're recording part one of Should our- Should we just turn this back off for a few so... minutes? Cause it might be a little bit better to just- So we're recording part one Turn of our this off and let's right start now. over okay. here. You and, know what uh... though? We could start over, but I don't want to. No, and I don't, I don't I want to because Getting to know us as a company, we we build things with our bare hands and there's only so many of us and we don't do production work. So we wanna really make sure that when we mutually choose each other, it's a fit. And obviously with the minors, um, oh, it was a like, fit. they talk about it, we talk about it, like we've become family. And if you think about family, like in the old fashioned traditional context, you know, you have aunts and uncles that you see and they come to your grad party and they come to family Christmas or whatever. And really like with the minors and with a lot of our other um, pool people that we'll talk, we'll continue talking about, like we, we exchange Christmas cards and they come to our Christmas parties and we go to their grad parties. So it is like building on an extension of your family. And we built the miners pool seven years ago. We're all about using things that are perfect for the environment. So as they said, it looks and is as amazing today as it was seven years ago. I would say it's probably more amazing because we use reclaimed things that are already weathered and they continue weathering. But now they have the addition of the minor family memories with them. Love and experience. And, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. And so Paul and Erica, seriously, kudos to you. Your children are, I mean, well, you know this, they're epic. They're epic and they always have just been. as Absolutely. Just mm-hmm. as you guys are. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, I'm bawling here, but yeah, we are, we are so thankful and happy that you became a part of our family. There's there's something that's happened over the last seven or eight or nine years. And, and Paul and Erica probably are, that's a point where- We changed. We changed. Yeah. And it was, it's absolutely them. But when we think about what was going around us at the time, think about that was, that was at the same time that we were building for I would almost call Pat our number one. Yeah, first raving fan. first raving first, fan, first official raving fan. Oh wow! So yeah. that that all happened at the same time. I met with the Bill Hughes, and then I met with the Miners, 
And Pat, when I walked up to the door, so this happened all in a week, both of you. It's really, it's, it's, it blows my mind, but it fundamentally shifted us. I walked up to Pat's door to meet them. We had met her at the show. She had come to the show, but, but I met, I went to their home and I knocked on the door and she opened the door and she was so excited. And she said, I feel like a celebrity just walked into my house. So I, I was with there with Pat and with Gary, her husband and their daughter, Amanda. Yeah. And we just, we had a great time. And Amanda made the comment. And Amanda at this point is their single daughter who's probably late 20s at that point. She wasn't young. I mean, not that she's old, but she wasn't. Yeah, it's not like she yeah. was an eighteen-year-old kid. Uh, and and she's like, "This has been great. This is like better than most of the dates I get to go on and stuff." And we just had this amazing thing. But Chemistry. it was like they were already, yeah. already a raving fan. Well, then, a few days later, I go to the miners. Paul opens the front door. I say hello. And I see Amanda, I, I'm sorry, I, I, not Amanda, Amanda's a daughter. I see Erica in the kitchen, kind of down the hallway, and it's like she's bouncing. She was excited, and they were excited, and they had, you know, Paul had found us in the middle of the night, and he watched a bunch of videos, and he made all the kids get up Saturday, <laughs> the kids and Erica get I up Saturday morning watched, and sit and watch some more of her videos and talk about TV. all that kind of stuff. Check that out. I will. Oh. This is oh awesome. my goodness! Oh, yes. oh, cool gift. Hang on one minute. Oh, I'm I'll sorry. I'll finish the story. No, that's no, no, that's yeah. no problem. Anyway, so another part of our family, Frank just walked. Frank in. Frank just walked so, in. Sorry, Love you, Frank. that's okay. No, no. So I, I meet with them as well, and I felt like I'm home. These are my kind of people, and twice in a week I got to meet my kind of people, people that I would forever want to be a part of their lives. And. As a result of that, I do remember the conversations Alan and I had at that point. It's like the bar for a pool, an initial pool appointment. That went from there to was forever changed mm -hmm. because he obviously enjoyed the feeling of people being so excited when he arrived that that type of exuberance became the new standard. Yeah, I want nothing for, less than that. For our success. And it's not because he's a celebrity. And it's not because... Celebrity. It's because we've mutually identified as having this chemistry. And as Paul and Erica say, it, you're not paying for a pool. You're, you're paying, paying for, for an, an experience. experience. And when I think of Pat, who has since passed away... Oh, the memories that we have with Pat and that her family has and that we were able to be a part of something so special with them. Like, that is, that's that's a once in a lifetime type of feeling that you get to have. And we get to have those types of feelings all the time. And, and they do, they're so special and so wonderful and they leave you craving more, which is, in part, why we've become the way we have as a company, and we'll get more into that um, when we resume. We are what? going to take a break we're gonna, and we're gonna go dry our eyes because all of a sudden I start thinking about Pat again and realizing uh, yeah. how 
she, whether she realizes she it or not, she, she changed, changed us. us as yeah. fundamentally as people yeah. in the core of our beings. In the core of our business as well. We are not just so, who we are, but who the business is. We, we are different and we are better mm -hmm. people as a result of having Pat and the Billy family and Paul and Erica so and I, the minor family. In our I lives. think about that and I think I'm just the pool guy working in their yard. And then I was there at the funeral. And you recognize how these aren't just contracts. No. These are people that you care about, that you want to be in their life. And then have to feel the grief with them together and feel the joy with them together. And and I wasn't at Pat's funeral event because we were... Because of what we had we going on in our lives were already... We had craziness going on. And I knew she would understand and Al knew she'd understand. And we did it. So I took, I took to Mo her. with me. Yeah, Mo, my, my childhood friend, went with me. To the funeral home, and uh, yeah, you just—it's you know, a crazy talk, world. I got to talk with Pat mm -hmm. um, not too long before she passed away, and and I will forever treasure the conversation I had with her. Well, Pat loved her pool so much that she refused to get transferred to Hawaii for a year because Gary had an opportunity before he retired to get transferred to uh, to Hawaii for a year, and she didn't want to leave her pool. Yeah. Well, then she got sick, and fortunately, we were in a position to be able to help. Yeah. And we put the, because at that point, she couldn't get into a pool, which she, we, she loved so much, right. but we put in we a chair for her and her. said, let's get the lift in for her. Let's just do this so that she has something. And, 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 and then we not, saw the video. Whether what, or not she got to use it, that was irrelevant. She got to know that it was there and yep. have a, have a hopeful but moment. But then they shared with us the had. pictures in the video yeah. of the one time they were able to put her in the pool with the chair that we had provided for them. And then shortly after that, she passed away. And and then, of course, we had to go and remove the chair. And, and you know, it's just, it was an emotional set of stuff. But it's it's an amazing thing that we can live a life like this and be a contractor but not live in that world. We live in this really yummy, special world. world. We live in this world and, and, Gary, and living in the yummy of it all. You know, and Pat and Gary, um, Pat, well, every Father's Day made a blueberry pie for Al. So Father's Day and blueberry pie just will never be the same. Well, there's no one can ever make a pie like that. I and mean, then, she did provide the the recipe, but it will never be the same. No, the pack can cook the like nothing you can imagine. Us getting the text saying, remind Al, there's a pie waiting for him on Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and then even Gary, when they were doing the, the videos, Gary was talking about they're invited. They're, people we built pools for, you're a part of our family. You are invited to everything that we do from now until the end of time. So... All right, so yeah, we, we do really need a break now. We're going to take a break, and we will be, we'll back, be back in just a minute. Ah, so here we are, back from a break. Part two. Part two. Got all the... Got all the weeping flushed out, although we, we I don't I don't then, think we did because I, I have we, me a feeling that there's some more coming. Then we just watched. But we tried to take a break here to not mm. be so weepy. Okay, and then I watched again for like the... 42nd time the compilation video about the launch of Once Upon a Time, time. and I left in the parts 
this time where Kevin gets a bit choked up and where Lori has tears in her eyes. And well, well, that makes me... So, so we Trisha, we... That's, that's why we do what we do. Now we're transitioning from having talked about Pat and Gary Bilyeu, and then and yeah. Paul and Erica Minor, and now tissue. we're on to I don't have a tissue. Kevin and Lori, which yeah. it's going to create a whole other set of tears. Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be tough. I need a tissue already. And uh, I guess just kind of to start this segment is how fortunate we are that we can live in a world that's chaotic and weird, and we're in, we're a construction company in a construction environment, which is mostly negative, unfortunately. And service. And, and, and service, right. They only call when there's a problem. Right. And yet we kind of live in this really yummy spot where we get to do this for people that we can't help but fall in love with, that we can't help but get involved in their lives and be a part of their life and, and be this, as Paul explained it, Paul Minor, in the last segment we talked about, Paul had said that this is you're not paying for an experience. You're not paying for a pool. You're paying for an experience. And if you remember back in those days, even then, they had a window. They called it the fishbowl that they could look over from the living room down into everything that was going on. And they would come home from work every day. And and this is the exact same thing that she said Friday night. We we did have a party at once upon a time. And Lori's I heard her saying this to someone else, to a pr prospective client that was there. She said every night was like Christmas. And that's exactly, exactly the words that Paul and Erica used, that they would come home and look through the fishbowl and every night that they came home from work, it was like Christmas again. So, and Lori said that Friday night, she said, and who would want to mess with that feeling? So I don't know if you've even read the email yet that a new perspective homeowner has written and already their yard is titled the fishbowl and we haven't talked about that before. i haven't heard any of that yet yeah no, no. this so, is new to me so there's so there's a new one so we just keep making our legendary family bigger and at the party so we invited um future people and past people and, and friends people and family and, yeah, and, customers and, and so did um kevin and lori and their family and then Jody invited people to, and it was just amazing. And we did have, I mean, we're crying now. And oh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I have a feeling we're going to keep crying. I haven't but go ahead. played you the video, like, you know, Brian A saying when, when we finished their pool, they came to the, um, the launch as well. We built those a few and years ago. Two, yeah, two seasons ago. Two and seasons, yeah. when we were done, like Brian was on camera saying, and I'm, I was sad because it's like they became a part of our family. And I haven't played you Dan Tuning's interviews oh, yet shit. either. And they were there too. So mm. so as they were coming Blubbering in, idiot here. I was pointing out to Kevin and Lori, I, like I was, you know, so Kevin and Lori, that's Brian and Teresa and we built for them. And that's um, Dan and, and Jamie Dan. and their kids and we built for them and I know there were a couple others um, that had wanted to be there Mark and Wendy wanted to be there and Paul and Erica and I know it was like rainy in different parts of Michigan so people didn't know uh, if so it was people, gonna be raining yeah I didn't know if it would be raining on but us but those which, of you who missed it but yeah it was, it was epic oh my 
the magic beyond magic. Once upon a time is a magical. Yes. Yeah, that's. Yeah. What I so I was just telling Al because you know during the party we were in separate areas quite a bit. Um, yeah, we barely saw each like, other. Talking the course of the with night. other people, mm -hmm. and I made a point like when fellow pool people got in the pool, or Rob and Rob, our musicians at the end of the night, got in the pool. Like I made sure to go in the grotto, and I I went in when Galena. Um, went in for Who the first time and... you know galena fields all the initial calls and galena's been to a ton of our launch parties and i knew that it was critically important that she was at this one because like we've changed and she she's changed with us and she knows what to say and yet there's still nothing like experiencing it for the first time so i made sure to notice when that happened you know if somebody new walked in the yard or if they were going in the grotto for the first time i made sure that like i went along Number one, because that feeds my spirit, just seeing how people react to things and the questions they have and that kind of stuff. Um, but also just to make sure that they kind of had a, a, a tour guide or a navigator through the space. And one, I, I, one thing that happened... I do need a tissue. One thing that happened many times Friday night, people said... So we've seen your the pictures online and there is nothing like experiencing this in person. So I don't know how many times and how many different people said to me while they've followed the process, they followed the pictures, they followed all of those things. They said there's nothing, nothing comes close to actually being there. And I think that's the importance. We do everything we can, everything we can to position cameras properly, to panoramic perfectly, to get this angle, get that angle, get a drone above, get the, so you can see and all it, of the people. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good place to start, yeah. but you have to be there to feel it. So, you cannot put on a camera how it makes you feel, right. only how it looks. Right, so if you didn't make it, you you probably need to so you'll we just will need make, to we will yeah call us we'll make the arrangements we will set a tour up that's and and just in recent weeks we've talked about the difference between like this project and a lazy river one being very micro detailed one yeah. being very macro detailed very different but the same immersion experience the same yeah. thing so mm -hmm. i i have to mention at this point too um we are building rotana and Stephen and Sandra came and they catered the taco bar Yum. for the event, which Yum. like, I wish you could have been there because most of the team was pretty hungry before the party started. And like everybody that was there, when the food arrived, like there was a line this. before the food was unpacked because it is amazing. So we're building Rodahana. They do own a restaurant. Mr. Miguel's. Um, Mr. Miguel's, mm -hmm. and I believe it's in Warren. It's in Warren. I haven't been there. The first one is. The second but one will I've be in Brownstown. But I've had their food mm -hmm. several times, and even Kevin and Lori that have been to a few of our events that um, the they savages have first. brought food to, they hadn't tried it yet, and uh, like that was amazing. We have really cool friends, oh don't my, we? we? Holy moly, and can I, they make good Deanna, food. Yeah, like, you know me in jewelry, and I'm such a um, minimalist, like I, person. I love it and I love beautiful things. And I, as Lori, um, 
Shaw says, like, I love handmade things and thoughtful things. And Deanna and I had talked before the event and I said, you know, just like simple words with sentiments about once upon a time and wishing and magic, like that would be so epic. So um, when her daughter Bella arrived, she had this box of bracelets and like dream and wish and happy and then an accompanying saying with them, like these, these, are, these are a bookmark. So when we give people gifts, often, which is what these are, it's a bookmark of a moment. So it's a bookmark of how I felt having this party and being able to share all these with people. So let me, let me explain that, that whole concept that we've noodled on and played with for so long about bookmarks in our brain. So things happen, our life goes on and, and things just happen day to day to day and it tends to blur together. And I have, I, I have a great example of a bookmark. And we use a bookmark in our lives, like in our brain, when we say bookmark that moment. And that's, that's our code words for bookmark right now so we can have this discussion later. Something sparked so, like, in you. So take a snapshot yeah. of where you are right now. And remember it so and that we can have we'll this discussion about, about something later. Yeah. So we have these bookmarks in our lives and I think we've come to recognize that they happen all the time. And for me, a good example of this bookmarking concept is when I was in sixth grade, my dad was transferred to New Jersey, born and raised in Michigan. We're transferred to New Jersey for one year before in seventh grade, we got transferred to South Carolina. Well, think about anyone else's childhood that the years just go on as fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, mm -hmm. seventh grade, eighth grade, whatever. Same people, well, same, same house. Yeah, nothing really changes. So does the year matter? Does it matter if you're in fifth grade or in fourth grade or sixth grade? Really. But for me, there's this bookmark 11 month period of time in my brain, in my whole experience that was drastically different than everything else. Because I have all these years leading up to that moment, then I have this moment, and then I have a whole bunch of years in South Carolina before it changed again. And so there's a, that's a bookmark moment in my life where all of a sudden, in vivid detail, I can remember everything that happened there. Prior to that, was it fourth grade or fifth grade? Who knows? Was it this teacher, that teacher? Who knows? Did we play outside? Did we whatever? It blurs together. But at that moment, that bookmark sets this period of time in our lives. And that's why I think bookmarks are important for us because we recognize that we can segment out our life and not have it all just blur to be the same. Because it really is. Day to day, you wake up, you do the same routine, you go to work, you do whatever. Even us in our even creative world. Even if you're doing something epic. Yeah, if you're still doing something creative, but together. every single day of creativity blurs together to a year of something. To a year of but, creative epicness right. where but every What day happens when you decide to place a bookmark in this timeline and say, this is significant enough? And significant doesn't have to mean traumatic. No. It doesn't have to mean, uh, you know, over the top, crazy wild. It can just be a, it can be just a, a moment, spontaneous a moment. or mm -hmm. random thought that you mm -hmm. have, which is... That's why I think that, book, that whole big bookmark yeah. thing is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Well, at the party, on stage, I know it's a blur for us once it starts. I was... Well, like I told people before the party, there's going to be so much going on with simply the pool that I covered the basics and I knew that that was more than enough because the pool filled in all the rest of the spaces. 
and I caught Rob and Rob saying this, our musician friends that we have play the mansion on Friday nights. Um, we took them on an excursion for Friday night. And it was they've, done, they've done a few. We, we they, did a, they, they did a road trip with us on a bus. They've done a surprising done a, amount of, done a lot of works for us since yep. we originally mm -hmm. met them at one of Rita's art shows. Mm -hmm. um, I heard them from stage saying, I think we will all remember this day where we spent this time together at this pool. And I mean, to mention that, that's verbalizing a bookmark, but that is that, that very is a much yeah. so true. And I love that's I love a, That's that. a statement in real life okay. of a bookmark. Another bookmark. So our friend George. Our friend George, um, we met through Katie, and he's been coming to our marketing clubs, and he kind of borrowed our Airbnb up north for a couple days. Um, a month or two ago and he like live streamed the fire pit every night so obviously he's very attracted to fire and he made a bookmark moment for me at the party when he was getting ready to leave and I saw on Facebook that he had put a fire pit at his home mm -hmm. and he told me that the night before the party he and his sister, sister and brother, and brother mm -hmm had sat out around the fire and had more significant conversation, conversation that they'd have ever than they have mm -hmm. had in right, years if not ever. ever right and he referenced looking around at the once upon a time launch party saying and that is what i see all over here so like you could say that we build pools or you could say that we connect people together but like what he was really seeing is that like depth of inner connection and exploration of topics oh, that you're go gonna be interested in what I have to say next way beyond or surprised I'm not sure which okay. this is the great lead up okay. and the great lead into this conversation today thank you Sandy and thank you George for that so what's happened to me over the last couple of days and, and those of you that have followed us a little bit have know a little bit of our story, know that we've been contacted by production companies for TV shows and all of that. And not interested because of what we think television is, but I, I kind of have to bare my soul and share this experience with you a little bit. Last night, I'm watching Deadliest Catch. 16th season of this crab show in Canada, in, in Alaska, where they it's a very dangerous job and it's crazy what they go through and these these men and women they're astounding human beings to tolerate this and to be able to do what they do but in this this season i don't know when the season aired but i'm watching it on on you know on demand there's a young captain that just finally bought his own boat he had been a deckhand for this guy before blah 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 he goes on to buy a boat and obviously there's a rite of passage to do all of this it's a lot to go from being a deckhand to running a boat because there's this huge difference between the guy in charge and the guy working on the crew to then this guy ends up buying a boat and he's a first year boat owner and he invites his old boss to come with him on this journey as i'm sure being paid this guy been retired coming on this journey to like mentor him and help him along and get paid for the experience of this crab fishing thing and throughout the entire show last night that i was watching i watched a couple episodes they kept referencing this guy as his guru as his i'm, I'm going somewhere with this mm -hmm. as his personal anthony robbins was one of the terms they used and mike rowe 
is the one who narrates the show. Oh, so again, you got that Mike Rowe voice, which is amazing and all yeah. of that. And so he keeps talking about this Jonathan Hillstrand as his guru, his mentor, his personal Anthony Robbins, because uh, Hillstrand was, you know, these rough and tumble guys. These, these crab fishermen are not normal human beings. These are tough motherfuckers, man. I mean, these yeah. guys are just hardcore to do what they do. And Jonathan Hillstrand, they'd retired, him and his brother had retired a few years ago. They had a show, uh, a boat called the Time Bandit. But he's back there, and he's helping this kid persevere. And they're not finding crab, and there's just all this pressure. They spent a bazillion dollars on a boat, and they got to pay for this. And so there's this drama, which, of course, is production. But but Jonathan Hillstrand is it continues. Now, he's an, a guy my age, a little bit older, maybe. So old school, been there a little bit. You know, been through life, and and the only way that per, you persevered, at least for me, growing up, was you just didn't freaking stop. You just kept going. You kept going. You kept going. You fought. You fought. You fought. Well, the new millennial idea is well, let's fight a little. Let's just go. You know, meditate on it. Let's go figure out another way. And so we're in this drama thing. It's not really drama, but you can kind of feel it that I, I need to produce. I need to produce. I have these million bills, and I have a young kid coming in. Like a, what I would think a typical millennial is going through the mental thing and Jonathan Hillstrand is saying don't stop keep going keep going keep you know so he's encouraging him to keep going so here we have this reality show and then we have Jonathan Hillstrand old school guy mentoring life coaching kind of so that's that part of the that part of which got me into this frame of mind and then let's go back to Friday night, one night before when I'm standing there with John Rice, who's another pool guy, builds high-end, really cool, but very, as far as I'm concerned, very normal swimming pools. We call them in this our, in our area. We call them we call them the Bloomfield the classic, pool. The, the rectangle. The, the rectangle with an auto cover. Yes, the the, the very plastic custom pool with an auto cover. And they're, they're, very, they're very beautiful. They're and, very and John's nice. very competent. He's a really good builder, yep. good communicator, all of that. But he may mention that he was hired by Lucas Lagoons to do a, which is a, uh, Insane Pools a on a, a TV show. Yeah. They're, which, they're by doing the way, a pool. Lucas worked really hard to get, and we know. Oh, we'll give him all the credit in the world. Backstory yeah, we about do. the show. We, we've met so, him. There's, kudos, some, there's awesome. some footage out there in the ether somewhere of, of us, he and I, yeah, and yeah. with all of us having discussion with him. Mm -hmm. So we, we have some history there. Yeah. But John was saying that Lucas was going to be in town for the next Monday, Tuesday, or something of this week at this pool that they're working on. So the backdrop is Friday night talking to John about Lucas Lagoons being there, which we know enough of the story to know yeah. that he worked really hard to have a TV yeah. show. Yeah. Deserves every bit of it. It is the okay. best thing that could have happened awesome. for our industry. Hands down, no doubt about it. Backdrop that within this conversation that I'm seeing on this reality show last night. But wait, so Lucas Lagoons is building the school and, and Lucas is coming into town for two days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I mean, good, to, good to know. Uh, but, yeah, that that just came up. Does it? It's not, it, it okay. wasn't relevant to my story because okay. we've already met him. Right, we know enough going. of his story. We know en of what he's done to get there, and I appreciate it because he's brought he's brought attention. interest and attention right. uh, right. to yeah. our industry. That's really good. I, I I do think on a personal level, what he does is what everyone else does. Really, isn't exceptional, 
It can be, but it's not. But he added drive to but, do something oh, oh, new. Credit all across. I, I could take but, none of that from him. He, he deserves a, everything. But when he builds a pool, but when he, he builds a pool, he builds a pool like everybody else builds a pool. And be in town for two days. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, that, that, that's here, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay. So conversation with Don Rice and the fact that Lucas Lucas is going to be here. Yeah. Yay. Okay. And then this reality show and this drama and this coach coming along, and again, it's been on my heart for a long time anyway. But this was, it kind of hit a, a moment, a, like a peak moment last night. And who knows how late it was, but it was probably pretty late when I recognized and I wished that we lived in a little bit different world where what we know as television today could be something that is in fact inspirational, that is in fact educational, that is in fact entertainment all at the same time. Like part documentary. Yeah, everything that we talked about with the, with the reality. Yeah, the, the pirate pool and show. And like you told mm -hmm. someone in not too distant history, Steve Savage, live it now. Yeah. So, yes. So so what happened in that moment was I recognized this this poignant moment of there's there's room where there's education to be had, life coaching, life experience. But beyond that, what we build today, I, I'm telling you, is like nothing. Yeah. I don't think there's anything out there that you could find that's on the level of detail, at least on a per, on a residential level. Maybe yeah. commercially they do no, some of the pieces, no, no, but, even, but even but even that they don't. It's never been, to that point. We've been to Disney. We've been to all Kevin of it. Kevin and Lori talk about being to Disney. It's different because it's theirs. And you said the other day to me, this new era that we are in of conscious building. And if you just say the words conscious building, some people we'll start imagining down the train track of where it is and other people will be like, I'm very confused. So you caught that I when no I talked idea. about conscious building. Yeah, we've you're been, right. We've been conscious builders. We have. For a very long we have. time. And our entire team is conscious builders to the point where I was standing at the, the launch party back on the golf course with I Kevin had gone out to see um Steve and Sandra had gone back there to get that perspective and so Kevin took the golf cart shirking his duties he had two jobs at the party and he was shirking one of them when he went to do this but I was like you know I should I should go out there and just check out the the vantage point from back there and it was great so I went back there um to the point where Steve Savage is standing there and he's like you know, I was reflecting on our pool and I'm thinking about that letter that I sent you before we started where I kind of referenced the road to Hana and all these. So what he wrote were kind of like the, the bookmarks in his brain of the road to Hana. And yeah. he's like, and when I'm thinking about what you're doing in my yard, like it is hitting every one of them. Welcome to Conscious, Conscious Building. building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we do. So that's where I was last night then thinking about what could it look like? What if our world of television, which is the the single most easiest way to infiltrate people's lives. Right. What if? Because I got to thinking about like people I know. Like what would they look for on TV? We know inherently and just no understanding human human nature 
that everyone needs a positive influence in their life. Everyone needs it and they don't get it. And when they do, they, they crave it. it. They're begging for and it. And they want more. What yeah. if, what if through this normalcy of television, you could share that with people, with information, and with skill sets, and with examples of living an exceptional life without it having to be a over-the-top Hollywood lifestyle. But what if you could just share those little pieces of life wisdom to help them get over their shit and live a good life? And like your your day and, and you're hiding it, and your highs and lows, and are just normal parts of what you do. And what we've told everybody that has come into our sphere since the beginning of ever, including Paul and Erica Minor, mm -hmm. who were like. When we were building their pool, we were kind of on the infancy of filming so much. And I remember we were talking about things. And at one point, Paul's like, of course, Sandy has her camera. And I wish I could just have somebody follow me around mm -hmm. with a camera who's always ready just to capture the normalcy. That. Mm -hmm. Because out of that comes profound. It comes becomes magic. So we started mm -hmm. doing that. And we told everybody we know to do that. And some have listened and a, most have not. A few right? have listened we, a little and, and bit. That's important. And, and most of them have not. And yeah. someday they will. And maybe they won't. But what if? But hey, what in if, the meantime, they can what watch What if us? life could be in that respect different? Now, when we, it's it's kind of funny. When we talk production companies and the people that contact us before, we always talk about the first three. Yeah. Although we've never really mentioned the fourth. No. Which oh. they came later and... Their idea was how they could disrupt disrupt normal reality television, and they had really good. Like, the the sizzle, the, 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 the sizzle, sizzle reel, reel was really good. That was like it, it was it was like two and a half of COVID. Yeah, thing. it was almost like this is something that could yeah. be really cool, and yet crickets. But it was week two and a half of. COVID. I I don't know. I don't know. What it could be. I do think that But that's we... okay because our... So when we started talking about this, we kept posting the videos on YouTube. And I am actually shocked. The footage that we saw of Paul and Erica today, like we have more interviews with more people that we have not yet published that we have in Probably our... Probably hundreds of in hours our catalog. of stuff. Yeah. So my personal life mission... At this point. At this point, whatever will come of it is get more of our unreleased footage released simply because it's it needs to. It's exceptional. And it's in its normalcy and its everydayness that has become a part of us. Like it is so extremely epic. And the people, the people, like we don't we don't cry because we're awesome and we don't cry because of what we build. We cry because of people that we've been able we've been to influenced. connect with people in a way that we and they and maybe others can recognize the significance of living in a, in a new place. Kind of like George saying like, we spent more time talking about real things around that fire last week have. than mm -hmm. I than he ever had in his 40 some years of existence mm -hmm. on this earth. 
that's where it is. So we know the power of our words and we know the power of putting out to the universe and we've certainly lived a life that, that we've witnessed over and over and over and over and over and over the experience of, and of, of sharing who and what we are and then the result of what we're sharing and dreaming comes to life. I would like to propose and put this out there because of this is that what would it look like and who and where could we put it into the universe where uh, stop let me preface all of this with i have zero interest really on a personal soulful level i have zero interest of having another video of me put out anywhere okay i'm gonna call bullshit you can call bullshit all you want because but, you know I, but i know it's value you know but i mean you go beyond the value of that like me so, so i you just don't want you don't want a video for video's sake and right. if someone's like hey let me take a video you'd be like i'll pass but if someone's like hey tell me your deepest okay scenario so, for living so, you'll be like okay you, you have it you you hit on the point exactly while i have very little interest in doing this for the sake of doing this, because let's be on more video. No. If there's a reason, though. And, and this is a really compelling reason, because we get to live exceptional lives without all of the glitz and glamour of the what's expected that a glamorous life could be. But what if? What if there was a way, a medium, TV slash whatever, that we could share this conscious building caring about people sharing life philosophy helping everyone through all of the little minutia bullshit of life that we all have to deal with that could be wrapped around something as cool as a lifestyle of a swimming pool okay so let me just fast forward you to another conversation that i had at our launch party with one of the sons of kevin and Lori shaw where okay so we have music night at the mansion and we call it the mansion and it's it's i mean as close to or as far from a mansion as you would consider it it's like a big brick farmhouse that's been here since 1883 and we love it and we call it the mansion so it conjures in your mind some kind of a thing and well, it, we call it, it the steampunk mansion it is to us it is the mansion it's the steampunk mansion and um, so I've been talking to Houston around the fire and he's been invited to the mansion. He's been invited to music night. And I'm trying to put into words some of the things to like explain it. And I'm looking at his parents' pool and I'm going, well, it's, it's kind of like this in a house form. And there's a room with umbrellas on the ceiling and there's a basement that's a living room and the dragon lives in the pole barn and like a normal person listening to this is going like this this you're crazy you're you're crazy i'm not crazy it's real it's real and this is where we are pause pause for a second three times a charm we're back for the third time Already, I do know how to edit, so if we just this, pause, you don't calm, need to edit, just pause let it, calmly. Let it go. Let it... No one will ever know. Okay, so <laughs> here we are. Yeah, uh, with this, there, there's I, I literally have a thousand things that so I do wish I? I could express. So do I. There's so many places that this could go, and 
I don't even know kind of what the next thing is. I mean, I, I understand, and, and this whole idea of what could it look like, that's what I'm going to put out to the universe, what could that look like from someone who gets it? Because the last thing that I'm going to do is to put my hands and my life's future in, into the hands of a production artist that's looking to get eyeballs by making me look a okay. certain way. So, so right. But, okay. Leaving so, that aside. So set that aside. How do you explain being where you are today, right now, here? Well, I think experience. I, I, I don't think that as much as I wish things could happen immediately for people, I think there's a, a, a stepping stone of set of experiences. I don't think there's a computer in the sky that would say you have to go through this struggle and this struggle and this struggle. I think it's just time and experience, right? To get, to get, okay. you ask me a question, you let me finish. Okay. Okay. So we, we go, we go through a set of experiences, whatever they are. And our experience certainly was you telling me, do what I say for a year and we'll own this space on the internet, which was, which was putting a, a camera in front of my face every day. Shut up and talk. Shut up and just say something about pools every day on a camera. I get that. I understand that. And and of course, that's how it's done. I will tell you, I haven't enjoyed, from a personal soul feeling, I've never enjoyed standing in front of a camera. You have a minute of it yet. Not really. And yet, in this but moment, as a whole, enjoy as a whole, I've loved the result of it. Yes. uncomfortable moment yes. of it. Because what I've come to understand is that by being uncomfortable, I'm consciously living. If I'm just comfortable all the time, I wouldn't have had that sense of really living and enjoy. And, 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 and it's tough. It's not fun. I saw you do that in real life with someone this week. When Dave said, is there a day that I can come out next week and help you with the pool? And you're like, be there today. And he was. And he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're not living fully until you set aside your fears and reservations and your need to plan and concerns about and all of just the things. Jump in mm -hmm. to the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where this for me to witness on Friday night people who are close to me and people that barely know me at the same time and are able to witness what I consider my life's body of work. Now, it's your life's body of work as well, but it's a little different in that you, you manage it and control it and contract it and deal with it. Mine is this physical manifestation part. Like I was intimately involved in every piece of how this happened. And now it's like tearing out my soul and sharing it with the world. Here it is. Here's what your soul is. And that's what that was, is that you're, sharing this experience and, and what I've really you've come a long way since we started I, I the the the, the apprehension at some point you probably saw me as I know some did sitting against a tree far away from everybody witnessing the experience um, because for me the thoughts going through my head is I, I walked away from the whole party and I sat against a tree that was right up against the golf course witnessing that. And, and that was a happy moment. And I remember consciously saying, 
I could be done. This could be the end of my existence because that, witnessing that and 50, 60 people, who, however many, there, it just seems like it was forever. chairs, which we needed every single one of them, yet it was so epic. But yeah, they've counted yeah. their chairs. You've become comfortable being uncomfortable. This is true. And you've become equally comfortable as I have being in the moment and also kind of absorbing. Separate from the moment, being up here, ab 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 moment. witnessing it. And mm -hmm. also... I don't know if I do this, but I know that you do this. Like before a party, like you become so fixated on such an insignificant in my mind thing. Like you were so concerned with the lights being on in the front of the walkway. And I'm like, if we have light, do you know why? Super. And if we don't have light, do you know why? Super. No, I'll, I will share with you. A very very vulnerable part of me and with you okay. is that in that moment we had done all this other stuff and it has lighting or whatever and so we build this entry which was literally drying as so people we were did, walking we didn't know in. it would be at this point before this party because we thought it would be like somewhere close and we decided it was going to be partially yeah yeah and and somewhere we decided we, me it's going to so, be party ready so i my assumption leading up to this was that we were going to have this partial gate thing ready with a few stones and still brick walls and whatever give you, the idea. give you the idea yeah and then there became then this reality to, moment that it's gonna be done we're gonna finish this i don't care what it takes well so here's the vulnerable part now we've gone through all of this to get to that point and your first impression and and it's it's like this is what everybody sees when they first show up and i've pushed all of us and I've pushed myself to get it ready but what happens when it gets dark so here's my thinking so we had hung the light done all that then I had done the wiring that was now encased in solid concrete 12 feet above the ground in this arch and the lighting was shorting out so here's the vulnerable spot no one else would know but me that I went through all of that, and then I screwed up, and that putting two wire nuts together. Failure. Complete failure because I couldn't put two nuts together that wouldn't prevent this thing from shorting out. So that was as as we're leading up to the party. Two hours before the party, we're trying to get a few lights just to make it convenient for Moral everybody. Of the story: We all have our own shit, and guess what? We Your all have own our own shit. Shit's probably pretty irrelevant to the big picture so just remember that next time you're owning your own sure. shit but well in my case that is irrelevant but to me it wasn't irrelevant to me yeah. it was vitally important that i hadn't screwed that up and realizing <laughs> if i did i'm gonna have to go back and later fix it okay break out at the top That's of an arch and fix it irrelevant not, no big deal yeah. it's just time and energy of doing moment, it but in the moment at all costs so i needed to convince myself that i hadn't made a mistake there and ultimately, let me. I had not made a mistake there. It was something else. How many times I walked through the entrance at the beginning of the night, in the middle of the night, at the end of the night, filming it, which you can watch. That is the most epic entrance to a pool. Not because it is epic, but because of how you feel.
every time you go through the threshold. And see, for me, my job was to create that. So in my, in my mind, while everything to, needs to be perfect, nothing needs to be perfect. Yeah. It needs to be enough of suspension of disbelief that when you push those gates open, it is. You're, you're finding magic. It's unbelievable. Well, well those gates, though, that, that didn't exist the day before. No. We're talking footings to and patios and, and bricks. Did, and the Shaw kids, the boys, they're like, we were here yesterday. It looked nothing like this. Yeah, we know. Those gates were sitting in sheets of plywood and rough lumber that I bought at the hardware the, at the local Home Depot the day before. Yeah. The night before the party, those were sitting in pieces in the back of my trailer. Yeah. So... You know, to me, that was vitally important to make sure that it was something special. And it could have been anything. No one would have hardly noticed if it wasn't done. No one would probably have noticed if the stonework fell no, off and there was just cinder blocks. and how it feels when you walk But you do, it. don't you? It, it oh makes my, a statement. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Totally, you do. Goes to conscious building. Yeah. You know, what does it take to be conscious in, in what you're doing each and every day? To give that, that couldn't, that couldn't, I, I don't, I, maybe it could, I, I'm, I find it hard to believe that I don't know that that could happen if I had taken the drawing and, and hired you as a contractor. Okay, you do the footing and I'm going to hire you over here to do some block work and then I'm going to get a stonemason that's going to set some stones and build some whatever and, be, and then it it's going to be, be different. and then someone's going to have to come in and paint it. It would be different, it would and, be different. and it would be different. Yeah, I don't know that we can say any more. No, that. I know it, it would. It certainly it wouldn't would be the be same. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, we have surrounding us amazing groups of, of, of young men and right. women who can take direction, can get a vision, so, can get yeah. an idea, and that can work really quickly and fast to make it happen. So we capture so many different pieces of it, and there are so many different people that had their hands in it, and I was astounded. So during the party, Al, I don't even think heard this part. But I had been taking pictures from the golf course. So whatever you heard, I didn't hear any of it because I like barely saw you that night. So whatever True. happened to you didn't happen to me. <laughs> so I had been out on the golf course and we were looking back and I was chatting with um, Kevin and then Lori came out and that was fun. And then Darren and Deanna and their kids came out there and um, Steve and Sandra Savage were out there. And we're looking back and then the sun is setting and I know that it's epic from on the deck. So I'm like, okay, we have to head back because the sun is going down, we have to see this. And at that point, Rob and Rob took a break from um, being their epic selves and singing. So I went toward the front and I was taking pictures and then I'm like, well, this is cool, like on the patio level. I'm like, why don't I go up on the deck and check it out? So I, I went up on the deck and the only place to sit was on one of the stools with a microphone in front. So I sat there and I took some pictures and I'm like, well, we weren't gonna plan on doing anything because this night is epic in its epicness. And I'm like, I have a microphone. So I leaned over, see if it was on. And I said something and I think Jody noticed I was talking and then they kind of mentioned I could be louder. So then I got closer. So then I, I said a few words and I, I didn't have anything planned, but I said, you know, thanks for coming. And then I thought I should 
acknowledge, thank, appreciate a few groups of people just because I acknowledge and thank them. So I had said, if you have had a hand in this backyard and developing this, raise your hand. I was, I was quite frankly shocked and surprised at the number of hands that went up. So like we know that we're an unbelievable team. And then when I saw the number of hands that went up with like the rest of our team that I, I don't necessarily think about, like I was really shocked and surprised and, and humbled with the number of hands that went up. And like, that's amazing. Did you have a hand in creating something that lives in this backyard? And I mean, think about it. Monica's hand would go up, and Jody, Darren and, D Darren and, and Deanna, Darren and, mm -hmm. and and all the people that work for Jody, up, all Bella, of their children, our children, and cleaned it, and she's done the some mulch and mm -hmm. like and right Jody's kids, and just this extension of like awesomeness. And then because we had some past, present, and future. Um, clients there you know if we built your pool in the past let me see your hand if we're building for you let me see you raise your hand and at that point somebody that we haven't signed a contract with yet but you've met with like his, his hand goes up. up and I'm like <gasps> like I want to yeah like look at this but I don't and magical like my goal in life, I think, is to create magical moments for people. And you're and replacing money. I had I had so many magical moments. Yeah. That. Yeah. I can't even explain. Yeah. Like, you, seriously, you can't, I need tissue you can't, again. You can't even put into words. Oh, thank you. The you know money. Some people chase money, and that's the most important thing. Oh, and some matter. people chase time, and that's the most important things. And, and and we just sort of get to live in that, where just, it's money or time. I want or, moments that I matter. want moments. It's all we chase is mo those moments. Yeah. Rita, I want moments that matter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that's where just <sighs> living that yummy part of life. We have, this, we have this one cycle of life that we know of that we're here. I mean... Yeah. We can argue that we come back a hundred times or a thousand times or two times or we're a squirrel next time around. Who knows? That's up to you to decide how you feel about it or where you go next or what realm yeah. you live in or exist in or whether you go to here or you go to there. That's beyond all of that. We have this one cycle from zero to whatever it's over that we know we're here this time. Let me tell you another story. So... So Mike Lane worked with us, your your lifelong childhood friend, mm -hmm. Mike Lane, worked with us. Through the fall, through, through, through the winter. Through some yep. of his project. And um, so he and his, um, his girlfriend were going to be coming over to the party. And he called me at like 8.30, I think it was 9, 9.09. He's like, should we still head over? I'm like, yeah, you should still head over. And then it's getting later and later and they hadn't arrived yet. And then they walk into the yard at like midnight, 12.05. And I pull the cake out of the fridge and we put the candles on it. Put the and... candles on, we light it and Jesse walks in front of us. And then we sing happy birthday. And Kevin had been with me in the kitchen. And I'm like, that is my lane. And that is Alicia and it's her birthday. And I pull up the cake and I'm I'm writing her name on the cake and we're putting the candles on and Kevin is going, 
and this is why you guys are legendary as we we unfold this whole birthday party for after this a woman, six hour party all after of a sudden. this long day and this long party long day and, and long then night. and then she gets a gift like this big gift bag of of stuff and kevin's just going like this is why you're legendary and i'm going this is just this what is why we, we are do. who we are this is just what we do yeah. and then um mike email or text messages <coughs> the next day saying that was that was just the best the highlight of, the of day. your life and, so you know. like I, i'm trying to express with words like the feeling that i had and it it's very insignificant in comparison but oh my goodness like just to well, be a part of just that, to be a part of that that's that's this much of a massive yeah. pie that happened all day and night yeah. and yet everyone had gone home but the few of us had stayed we knew that he had said he was still coming I got a call from him at like 11 saying, hey, we're still heading that way. Whatever was going on in the life, the drama that was going on in life, whatever. We stayed knowing they were still going to come because we could wrap the party we up. We could have wrapped. And we still had, there were still, however many, there were still people yeah. there. But they showed up as if they were the only people that needed to be there. Yeah. And they came down the steps and we were singing happy birthday and, and the next thing you know, crying. crying. And the next thing you know, here comes this cake with, with you know, we're, we're now talking. It's no longer her birthday because it's after because midnight. It's it was our 50th day. birthday. Yeah. And here we are singing happy birthday again with candles and she's blowing them out. Well, and it was like she's the whole party. She doesn't know she can blow them out. <laughs> and the whole party was about her. Yeah. And that's that living consciously, living in a way. That who it does it's not like that makes or breaks our life, but it's it magical. It doesn't matter what time you show up. It nope. matters. It matters. It matters. That we're it, matters. Ready. it matters that you show up. And it matters that we're ready. And that we're ready for you to show, up. to show up. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that was. Yeah, that was that that kind of wrapped up the night then of, uh, you know, we'd been there all day working, preparing, getting ready, like perfect. literally building something that didn't exist. Just a few hours before, it was let perfect. alone then six hours of party. Yeah. And then that was sort of the culmination of holy moly. Yeah. That's and and that, that was enough. I mean, if nothing else had happened, that was enough. Yeah. But that was just sort of the cream on top of the cream on top of the cream on top of the cream of the night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I guess, I guess the importance is, is be aware of what it means to to live consciously and be aware and just love and live in that moment and not get caught up in all of the stuff that life's going to drag your way. Well, so I'm I'm reminded like you and I celebrate every moment. Some of them are big mm -hmm. and we can acknowledge the big most ones. Most of them are not and that's perfect. And most of them are small and like you'll come back from a pool appointment having met the most exceptional people that we've met today which is really really hard because we because meet, we meet exceptional great people, people every day or we'll sign like the biggest monetary thing that ever and like literally and we're like oh bam bam that, that was on. that was massive and like that's how long mm -hmm. the celebration lasts and then we can probably drone on and on and on about how the moments one like moment mm -hmm. made us feel and how we could tell that it mattered whether it's mattered to us or mattered to somebody mm -hmm. else and mm -hmm. 
and, and it's the same feeling and it's one. the same massive connection it doesn't have to be money I'm pretty sure that's what I started living for before I was seven you know we talk about that a lot when I was a kid we would have people come over and I would I would create scenarios where I don't even know like in my in my childhood level of thinking like we could have a game or we could have a something but I, I think what I was striving for in those moments or in those scenarios was the culmination of a moment that mattered, which seriously, I get, I get every day. Sometimes I get multiple times a day and like well, that, that apparently I've determined has been the purpose and trajectory of my life. What they can't see if they're witnessing this is what I see on the couch, on the floor, on the bed, on the other bed. Yeah. Look at the contentment and the amazement in each of these. I'm talking about dogs. We have amazing puppies around us right now. And there is the most yummiest, most exceptional, just, I mean, talk about teaching us to just love the moments yep. they are. Something's moving. He's like, that's yeah, that's just great. yummy. And when we can live that yumminess, <gasps> I know that's what I'm saying. They're all there. Yep. <laughs> and they help us just girl. recognize how important. They, just that they really, they, they, they really, really do. do remind yeah. about the moment. Yeah. Okay. I totally see that. Anyway, well, on that note. On that note. Let's let's just go ahead and wrap this as like one of the most beautiful epic, day. beautiful conversations with a cool guy Bam. that I've ever had. See, there was our celebration. Remember, we, I know. we, we just celebrated another crazy cool moment. So Perfect. we love you guys. Thank you, guys. So I had a few more thoughts as we wrapped up this last segment, whether this gets included or gets put somewhere else, who knows. But we were at the Atlantic Pool City Show in end of January, beginning of February. When just, just pre, where people weren't all groups. afraid of being dying of some crazy sickness. I am still not afraid of dying of a crazy sickness. Uh, nor am I. For the record, I'm, I'm, I know that one day oh, I'm going to die, and that's just what it is. Anyway, anyway, so we had talked about uh, talked with a podcasting group. They're called the Pool Chasers, and they had wanted us to maybe come to Phoenix because they were doing these, and, you, know, yeah. we, you know, and we, we like talked about them. like them it could be fun. and I had been thinking about what an interview with us would be like. We should fly them up here. We should. New, you know, new idea. You know, come to Michigan. That's what we're going to have to do. We will. But anyway, they talk about good, but normal things in the industry. And they're great for the industry, and we need hey, good people talking. Let's bring them the to the launch of Lazy River Acres. We could do that. We will. We will either do that or let's do it on location at Once Upon a Time. Well, I thought Lazy Rivers will lead to Once Upon a Time. It could be, but it would be. It might be kind of fun to do it on location at one or two or either one of the places. So whatever, let, 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 let's, let's figure those details out. We're bringing you to town. Be anyway, back. I was thinking about how we, because they've met us, 
they know us. They followed us enough to know that we have all this information and, and yeah. you know, conversations with the pool guy and pool girl right. about the industry. And while it's not, we're, we're not doing it as a career. Right. We're doing it as a supplement to. We're not to, selling it as we're a not, business. Right. We're not advertising. We're not looking it's for advertisers. We're not looking for anything. We're, the Ask the Pool Guy thing was simply to share information. And my head goes to how could we help someone like them, like they, like they, like him, like her, like whoever, understand the complexity and the depth of what we really do? Because. Mm -hmm. We're not, while we have this notoriety in the industry of being a spokesman for the industry and talking about markets and talking about all those things, we're at the core of us builders of the coolest shit that's being built. Like beyond, beyond in anything in, in the yeah. universe, when it comes to what we do, we are building the coolest stuff. You can put us next to anything in the world and we're going to... And their Airbnb suites, too, are ready to go as of this week. Look at that. Done. Done. So, so fun. Yeah. So, I, I was thinking about how would I be able to, in a, you know, whether the podcast is an hour or five hours. I mean, I'm sure you and I could go. Days. By simply asking us questions, we have such <laughs> a depth of history days. because we're consciously living, we're consciously aware of it, we're having the discussion all the time. We live like this, like we're talking, we live like this every single day. These are the conversations. These are the normal conversations we that we every have every day. day. So how we can we record. concisely put into some segment of period of time this? I know. And so that was that was she, my mind going on story, like all the stories you heard, like like we each told each other like the 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 real story and then we turn the camera on and, and the story is then we tell the story that we're allowed to tell and, and then we tell the story a little differently mm -hmm. but yeah we are constantly sharing the awareness and then like I'll go in the other room and Frank will show up to give Al the most epic gift of ever. Dude, you're and not kidding. And then I overhear Frank and Al telling like the most amazing stories ever. And I'm slightly jealous, but I know it's not my story to be in. So like, it's just, it's crazy and hard to put into words. Even yeah. though, even though we try, we try really hard. When I, when I try to frame it around a podcast questionnaire or something, I recognize that most people compartmental their lives into their work life and what they do and their personal life and that, and that there's like, at what point is their growth? Mine is the same. Mine is the same as my well. When we've, we've had that conversation, life, but if you, if you segment, good. this is my work life and I work to whatever time and it's a thing. And then I have this personal life and I do whatever. Where's, where's the personal growth stuff happening? Is it one or the other? And I think when we blend them together, we realize that we're growing every day and that we're working harder every day to be better human beings and more conscious living and, and thinking better and being more conscious builders and, and all of that. And that's just foreign yeah. to the industry. Yeah. Us just talking like this has got to be like gobbledygook to most of the people in just the world. Some people. There's, there's people that will absolutely get it. There's some people yeah. that will just can't understand because they're all about the money. They're all about the production. They're all about the getting as much right. as they can what, get out of it. What or, formula got you to where you are right, today? Right, right. 
Yeah. And yet that's so in insignificant because it's instead conscious living. So yeah. I did just want to bring that up because that was something I wanted to delve into a little bit in the uh, in the podcast that well, went on and on about everything else. And look forward here we are, to the so. Chasers coming to Michigan because we should. will be making that offer and and bringing them. Bringing they will them be here. saying yes. Of course they will. I know. Yeah, duh. Knuckles. Jeez, knuckles. Thank All right, you. let's go. All right. So. All right, so this is the, the postscript to the postscript of the podcast we were doing this week, and so you forgot this. this is what I entirely wanted to talk about. So Two hours later, three I, hours later, three, now this. Three and a half hours later after having epic conversations, I had been editing the minor family video from their grad party, which I have to go back to the footage of Amanda's grad party, which I know that we have and do some more videos. Anyway, at the party, Katie was there. She drove separate than the party bus from the mansion and we kind of left her there. And I helped get her psyched up to do the interviews. And I'm like, you got it, just run and with we it. Left. So she's interviewing Paul and Erica and they spontaneously come up with this scenic overlook concept because people walk down their stairs and they're like, scenic overlook. And then I know over at Once Upon a Time, the golf carts pull up and they like stop and take pictures every 11 minutes and they're like, whoa, this is so cool. So, Paul and Erica, yes, one of these signs was going to show up in your yard. And I had one ready for you guys to come to Once Upon a Time. I know you were not able to make it with us. Probably it was raining over in Ortonville when you were going to. But the scenic overlook sign is ready to go to Minor Falls. There is also one now at Once Upon a Time, thanks to you guys, because every legendary escape needs a scenic overlook from here forward as a scenic overlook. Thanks to you guys. Awesome. I can't wait to see this at Minor Falls.